Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Back on the Blitz, final segment here on a Monday, having some fun, as we always do, Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes. Get those tweets in. We'll get to them in just a second. Get them in. But we got to wrap up this Mock Draft 2.0 edition here on the show. Arthur Motes, we are into the fourth round. And you know what? We're going to bounce. I'm going to bounce it back to you here. How about that? Oh, here he goes. All right. At pick 138, Arthur Motes selects. Well, you know, I'm a defensive guy. I know I took Chad Muma in the second. I'm looking at another linebacker on the interior from App State, DeMarco Jackson, another guy that I think can definitely help this team out, man. Um, you know, I like defense. You do like I'm defense. A, I'm a defensive type of guy. That you are. And when I think of DeMarco and I think of the potential of pairing him with, you know, Miles Jack, Chad Moomin and company, think of the development he can have. Also think about the special teams value that he adds also. Yeah, yeah. It makes me. Feel strongly, Does it make you feel some type strongly, of way? strongly about him. But unfortunately, I'm going to go with Zaquandre Wright, or White, running back out of South Carolina, solely because I need a backup running back. Yes. Okay? And it's the forefront. And I say to myself, hey, if I don't get him in the fourth, when am I going to get him? The sixth? The seventh? Undrafted? I don't really like how that sounds, Mm-mm. especially when I've seen other higher pedigree running backs struggle to fulfill that role of being, you know, Najee's Robin. Mm-hmm. I say, don't repeat process. Don't do the insanity thing, right? Absolutely. You got a running back available to you. You like this running back. He still played at a high level. He's coming out of a nice conference. Bring him in. He's not. He doesn't have to be your bell cow. You don't even want to take more than 30% of the touches, honestly. No, yeah. But if he could just do enough to take that load off of Najee in a consistent vein, that's all I'm looking for. And at 6'1", 215, he has decent size. Maybe even drop some weight off of him, increase that speed a little bit more as well. Mm. So those are some of the things that I consider when I think of this approach, and that's ultimately why, you know, I went with a young Zaquandre White. So it's funny you went there because – you know, I, I went offense first, first round, and then defense of second Of course you went offense round. first round. You know you can't help yourself. You did too, all right? So, for me, this comes down to the way my board falls and everything. I'm still looking to add a offense, running back. Offense, offense, offense. That's all you care about, offense. This, this is a West Virginia thing, I'm sure of it. Uh, but also, well, if that, if that was the case, all I'd care about was WrestleMania, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you know, we should have asked Mr. Carter, Mr. H to P. I mean, how many pit, how many pit alums have ever headlined WrestleMania, huh? Oh. Yeah, you might have the national oh. championships. Oh. You might have won the ACC title, oh. but you ain't got no WrestleMania headliners. Oh. That's I mean, what what's this it? really? What's this really all about here? Is it about winning May. championships or is it about headlining May. WrestleMania? I mean, uh, I'd probably say WrestleMania. I think you so know, too. Yeah. Um, I'm going. I, I'm. I'm still looking for a running back, and I'm still looking for another tackle, Arthur Motes, because why I have faith and what Dan Moore and Chooks are going to be able to do this season. I think both will be improved, particularly in the context of, well, for Dan Moore, it's it's year number two, and you right. want to see him. You better see him take yeah, that step the, forward. You better take a step and, forward, And uh, you and player. I have talked about this at nauseum throughout the offseason. I think if you improve the interior of the offensive line, that in turn helps those guys out as well, too. Yes. I'm looking to tackle. I'm looking at running back. For me, it came down to Zachondre White as well, too, a player that I like, a player that you know played a tough role for a – 
a mid-tier SEC program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he was at Alabama or LSU or Georgia or Florida. South Carolina is – they're not a, a, a doormat. They're not putzly. So did you really just name, like, four teams and was like, yeah, you know, other than that, they all right. Yeah, right. I mean, they ain't Auburn. Uh, I mean, they ain't, right. ain't that all the They're SEC? Not I mean, Vanderbilt. The right? SEC They're is like Vandy you got four bad. legit teams in the SEC, they and everybody like, just kind of gets the crumbs. Like, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. You get the benefit of that because you play in a conference with Alabama. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the same teams that come out of there every year. Though. Let's, let's yeah. not act like, like that. Florida hops up every once yeah. in a while. LSU hops up every once in a while. Like, Auburn come on, every man. Once in a while. Like, like it's is Tennessee Alabama scaring anybody Georgia. right now? Nah. Okay, just nah. checking. Vanderbilt? Nah, I'm nah. just checking. Kentucky? Nah, nah. just checking. They're solid right now, they but cool. they're not scaring anybody. They ain't John Blaze though. They cool though. <laughs> Motsi, here what here's what it came down to for me. I am just more confident about still being able to find a running back in free agency than I am as opposed to tackle. So instead of Zaquandre White, who was my runner-up selection here, I went with Chris Paul, Whoa. tackle out of Tulsa, also former NBA. Uh, I was about to say, man. NBA stud here. I was about to say, know. man. I like this dude, um, but man. I'm, but I'm taking Chris Paul just because, again, I I think it's going to be harder to find a tackle than a running back, and that was that was kind of the difference Yeah, I think me. this Chris Paul is like cousins with Rich Paul, you know, the other one. <laughs> He's a sports agent. He's an NBA star. And I think he knows Cliff Paul now that I think about it, it as well. Oh, yeah, he, he, he definitely Farm. knows Cliff. Definitely oh, knows Jake him. Jake Paul. Oh, he, he definitely U- knows YouTube Jake. and boxing and, and, all, and, and, and all that. And, and, and WrestleMania headliner Logan Paul. How about that? Okay, okay. That's the one I should have gone with. Uh-huh. I don't even, I, I, couldn't, uh-huh. I couldn't tell you the difference uh-huh. between the brothers. I know they're two, it's almost like Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. I know they're two oh, of them. Geez. And they do similar like things. Mary-Kate Other and than Ashley that, that's about Olsen. all I got. <laughs> I should tweet that out. See if wow. that see if that does some numbers. The Paul you never brothers, know, man. the Paul brothers yeah. are just the just the modern Mary Kate and Ashley. No, this is one of them. Somebody out there. Pick two oh eight, Motsi. Into round six now. Because remember, no fifth round pick for your Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Stillers. Two oh eight on the board. What you got? Where are you going? <sighs> well, for me right now, I'm looking at two players. Um, Jaden Peavy, the interior D lineman from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. But I'm also looking at Luke Tanuta left tackle out of Virginia Tech. Um, The reason I'm thinking about both of those guys mainly is because I know I still would like to add some interior D lineman help, a little bit more depth, and because we do, you know, have a little bit of uncertainty with two in the sense of not just him returning, but what does that look like when he returns, essentially after having a year away from football, because that is something that we talk about as pertains to free agents, but we don't really think about that for guys that, were in-house, right. and that is very realistic. I mean, last year was the equivalent of him essentially having a season-ending injury week one. Tyson Alualu kind of in that same boat. Mm-hmm. They didn't play a ton of football last year. So I lean a little bit more to the interior D lineman, but I also say to myself, what does my tackle position look like? Yes, we took care of Chooks Okafor, uh, or excuse me, Chooks Okafor, and obviously we still feel confident, or confident in Dan Moore, but Outside of that, we don't have a lot of depth behind those guys. Um, Joe Haig, you know, he, he was a guy that we used last year. You think about Zach Barner, he was a guy that came on at the end that we used, but we knew health-wise he wasn't really available to us. So to me, I lean with Luke, and this is why I'm going to go with him, even though he's a Virginia Tech guy, and I do not like Virginia Tech in the <laughs> you least You and I have bit, that in common. Okay? Don't like them at all. But because I do feel like I would like to add a little bit more depth there, and I don't think we have the pieces in place like we currently have with our young D-line talent. That's why I go Luke right here. So I go Luke Tanuta, the, the 208th selection for it. your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, doom, 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 
Thank you. I was about to say, don't play no tech, don't play no music for no tech guy. Come on, man. This one's easy for me, Motsi. The way my board shakes out, I'm still looking. I'm looking towards running back, and I'm looking a little bit in the trenches on both sides of the football here. Maybe I'd add a linebacker at this point. Uh, maybe another wide receiver at this point, but Hassan Haskins Ooh, is still here okay, okay. at pick 208. Um, who, he just had a monster year last year for Michigan running back. There's some Kenny Pickett to his his career. where Of course you want to throw some, some hell to Pitt. I hear you. You can't help yourself. Where Pickett was all right, you know, his first yeah. few years at Pitt, and then his last year he just, like, if you look at his statistics just on a piece of paper, there's an astronomical difference between his senior season and, in the rest of his years. Yeah. Not that he was a scrub or anything before, but he took off his last year. And and that's what Hassan Haskins did, Motsi. Last season, over 1,300 yards, five yards per carry average, five touchdowns, or sorry, five touchdowns, 20 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, that's real production in the Big Ten in a tough conference with good defenses, you know, where where – they had a, a pretty successful season this year, obviously, did the Michigan Wolverines. They won the Big Ten, and they made it to the playoff. For me, for him to take that kind of leap his senior year, over 1,300 yards, five yards per carry on average. He averages over five yards per carry in his college career. Scored 30 touchdowns in his college career, 20 of them last season. Um, had over 130 yards receiving on the year as well, too. I'm I'm willing to take a flyer on this guy at this at this spot here for the potential upside, the juice that I might think is still left there to be squeezed. Hey, let's go, let's go. Hassan Haskins, do 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 do, at two oh eight for me. Okay, okay, okay. Now we're on to two twenty five. Arthur Moch, just two picks left here in the seventh. Oh, round. absolutely, man. And this becomes really easy at this part of the draft because it is legitimately a crap shoot. Yes, it is. So. When in doubt, hell to pit. Give me uh-huh. Lucas Cruel, baby. Uh-huh. Tight end. Uh-huh. Add to that room, man. I know Wes loves all H2P guys. Uh-huh. He's As I sit next to him, and he has on a beautiful, beautiful hell to pit sweatshirt. You on. wouldn't catch me dead. I mean, it's just gear. gorgeous. So I said, how could I you not? Wouldn't catch me how could dead I not take a tight gear. end from the University of Pitt? Or, excuse me, the University of Pittsburgh. So, Lucas Kroll is the tight end that I'm going with as my uh, 225th overall selection in the draft. I, as much as I am a hater, Arthur Motes, I am honest as well. I'm an honest hater. How about that? Mm, okay. I like Kroll's game, and this would be a good spot to, to nab a guy like him. Uh-oh. There's upside there for sure. Uh-oh. I'm going back to the defense, though, here. I'm taking Carson Wells, edge rusher from Colorado. Uh, we really like TJ. We love TJ Watt. We don't really like We, we don't really love like. TJ Watt. We stand Watt. for TJ. I think we, I think we like a lot. We like you a lot, Alex yeah. Highsmith. But you, you're going to need you need some. And, and I know that they just signed, of course, his name's escaping me now. But the oh, guy, D- uh, the, Denard Avery. Who, yeah, yep. Avery, who was with the Eagles last season and had a pretty good year last year for the Eagles. I know they could still bring back some guys like Taco Charlton could still be in the mix. But I'm going to supplement here. I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the football. I'm going to add there and, you know, see if see if maybe I I luck out with Carson Wells uh, at pick 225. Last one here, Arthur Motes, 241. I like it. And I said Denard. I meant Jannard. Excuse me on that. Jannard Avery. Jannard Avery. That's Gennard right. Avery. Yeah. Had a good year last year. Played in 12 yeah. games for the Eagles and was and was pretty productive. Um, but you, you always need bodies at that position. Yeah. Now, this is an easy one for me as well. <gasps> for my final pick in the NFL draft. Pick 241 overall. You know I got to go with little little Cameron Hayward, brother. You know Connor Hayward, the uh, tight end slash fullback slash H-back out of Michigan State. Solely because we like brothers here. 
We like relationships, and we like bloodline and Dagon. What better bloodline for Connor Hayward than the bloodline of Cameron Hayward and the son of Ironhead as well, Hell to Pit. So with that being said, I shall take Connor Hayward out of Michigan State, my final pick in the 2022 NFL draft. So I was tempted to take him. I was also like, I know that this is not a position of need for the Steelers at all. Chris Boswell is, we all think, does he have a brother one that of t- punts one of or two, kicks one of two, or snaps? One of two of the uh, best kickers in the world, in the league, in my opinion. It's it's Boswell and Justin Tucker. But, man, Cameron Dicker out of Texas. All right, and make your jokes about the last name. What was but his this, name again? Th- Cameron Dicker. This oh. guy, Dicker the kicker, has been, like, the best kicker in college football for three straight years now. He is incredible. I can't think that he lasts to this point. Someone's going to take a flyer on that guy in the sixth or seventh round. But, Motsi... I'll do it for the people and just to not go with with Connor Hayward like you did. I'm going to take Lucas Kroll here. How about that? Ah, okay, okay, okay. 241 to close things out. So you're hurting the Steelers jersey sales. Thank you a lot. Tight end. If you if you're the one with the punter. Out of Pittsburgh. You, if you're the one with the punter slash, I mean, the kicker, we would have had way more jersey votes, sales, I do man. not make decisions to sell jerseys. Come I on, make man. decisions to win football games. Come on, man. This is the seventh round, man. What are we doing here? The Pittsburgh Steelers are a football team, not a business. You know that? There's another <laughs> team. Arthur Mons, there's, another team, team there's another team that plays on the North Shore that's more <laughs> oh of a business than they are a franchise. That ain't the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a difference. We in this to win football it's games, not sell jerseys. Se- seventh round guy, we try and say, we got to get the most out of you, man. <laughs> so there we go. There you have it. There's our mock draft Steelers Blitz 2.0 edition. Do you still have your page up? Did you get the grade that Come PFF on, man. gave you? you know, I'm what grade, about the grade did PFF give you for your draft? I mean, technically it says a B. That's what I got as yeah. well. I'll take that. Hey, B's you know, B's get the I could have used a couple of those in college. But see, that would actually involve me caring what PFF has to say. Yeah, ain't that a good point? We don't pick I, I don't like to pick and choose when I want to respect PFF. I just do not care about We like their, their mock draft simulator, but Yeah, I only like the simulator. I could not care less about anything they have to say about grading me because I know what their grades look like. When I see them trying to talk me into believing that T.J. Watt was not the best defender of all last year. Or not even number two. Like, I don't want to hear anything they have to say. So they can take this grade, and in this, since I was watching Stone WrestleMania, Cole? you know. Or The Rock, sorry. You know, you, you, shine you, it up real you, nice. You can take that thing, you shine it up real, real nice, turn it about a quarter to three. And then after that, I want you to stick it up your... Y'all got the rest. That's how I feel about PFF's grades. That's why I didn't even mention them. I didn't even look at them. I'm glad you brought it up, though. And that's the bottom line, because you know? yeah. Arthur Mote said so. Yeah. I mean, we know. Dude, think about what, what PFF just said a week ago. Najee Harris, the worst first-round pick know. from last year. I know. So you can't make that statement and then expect me to, you know, feel good or bad about you saying this is a B. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because it's somehow, some way, I don't care if y'all don't know the people directly in the company, y'all all under Honestly, the same umbrella. Most, so so somebody right. had to sign off on that. All we gotta, all we, it feels like all we gotta do to, to to like be you know recognizable is just say outlandish things on the internet. Like seriously, dude. So what yes. are you and I? What are you and I doing? Like having nuanced conversations mm. and doing real radio here? Why don't we just say outlandish things and to, to garner a bunch of attention? Hey man, some people like do that. Like TJ Watt was the fourth best edge rusher in football last year. I'm just like, what? Oh, we got our own grading system. I'm sure you guys do. Uh-huh. I'm sure. Yeah, you grading on a curve or yeah, something. Yeah, y- y'all enjoy your grades. I'm going to keep my energy over here, though. I'm going to use your tool because I like your tools. But other than that, I don't care about what your opinion may be on the way I use your tools, if that makes sense. I dig it. I am picking up.
what you are putting down. All right, one last chance here. We got about 12 minutes left in the show. Get those tweets in at Wesley Euler at Dabody52. Dabody. And let's go to, you know, it sounds better to say let's go to the, the, the line, but mm. let's go to online. How about that? Let's okay, go to the phone enough. lines. Yeah, let's, let's go to the tweets. Man. There we go. Let's just go to the tweets. Steeler Nation 920 says, I'd like to thank you guys for not spending too much time on mock drafts. I enjoy them occasionally as the draft gets closer. What I do not appreciate is the Ben blasphemy from Wesley. <laughs> mm I told you. As soon as he said it, I said, ooh, because there was plenty of people that said Ben was still top five, top ten. It was just the O-line and the that? coordinators. Who That's that? what I've heard. Who said that? A large faction is still a nation. They might just be a little biased. You should just put out there in a tweet, Mitch Trubisky can give us at least more than what Ben gave us last year. See what the people say. Yeah. Proceed with caution. <laughs> See, you, 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 I didn't even have to say anything. You already knew the energy. You was like, mm, Proceed with yeah, caution. I know what this is going to look like. Mm-mm. Steeler Nation 920 says, my top two running backs would be Melvin Gordon or Carlos Hyde. Feel they would both be a good fit. I like Carlos you like, a lot, you like both. You mm-hmm. like both of those names. You like both of those guys more than Tariq Cohen? Um, Carlos, yes. Melvin. Melvin. On par, maybe. Yeah, the problem with Melvin is the expectations were just too high when he came out of college. And I feel like because he's never lived up to him, it's always leaving me like a sour taste. Hmm. We kind of expect them to be so much better than that, sure, man. Sure, There's some maybe some Leonard Fournette parallels there. Yeah. But my other thing is with Tariq, I mean, are we going to essentially be like Chicago East? Because we got a lot of former Bears on our oh, team no, all of a sudden. That's a good point. On the offensive side and, of football, and, and, too. And, and, well, they and, didn't do so Exactly. Hot. And the more I think, well, I'm like, Chicago wasn't nice like that offensively? That's no, what we talk about, man. Not. No, they're not. That's a very good point yeah, by you. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, man, we, we we getting a lot of Chicago over here, man. A lot of Chicago. I, I just I ain't feeling that. No, not like the good Chicago. Mm-mm. Not like Kanye West, Chicago. Not at all. Joel tweets us. Now, see, here is a guy, Arthur Motes, who gets the show. Joel says, keep one, stash one, cut one. Now, see, I like stash one better than bench one. Okay, okay. Yeah? Okay. I like like that. Keep one, stash one, cut one. Marlon Mack, Tariq Cohen, David Johnson. Oh, man, this is easy. Marlon Mack would be the one that I would like to keep. Yep. Uh, Tariq Cohen is what I would stash yep. in 100%. 100% David 100%. Johnson is the one David I would Johnson's cut. got to go. Got to go. I would give Marlon Mack the edge over Tariq Cohen as well, but I would like both of those guys. Yeah. David Johnson, I'm cool on. He had he had a couple really nice seasons, but ever since that, it's been a lot of bleh. And this is one of my former teammates. And it's I one of your former teammates as well. I still have bad too. blood because they tried to say he was better than Le'Veon Bell. They during did. that time frame. And during that time frame, anybody that they said was better than L, but I thought they had lost their mind. Unless it okay. was Gurley. That'd be the only one that I'd and, even entertain and the even conversation. Then, and but, even then, yeah. we were like, L Bell's been more healthy than Gurley. He's been doing that more. They tried to give us Zeke. I'm like, I like Zeke, but not during that time frame over L Bell, man. Nope. L Bell was special during that time frame, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, it's like, I can't get over that. So every time I think of David, even though David's a great guy, great guy, I just, can't do it. I just can't. It's not his fault. It's not. It's just product, it's the people's it's just product fault. of your environment. It's people's you know? fault, man. It's the people's fault. It's people's fault. <laughs> Francis tweets us and says, welcome back to the studio, guys. I just got back from my honeymoon. Well, congratulations to hey, you and the missus, Francis. where'd you Francis. go, man? Yeah, but yeah, say, yeah you, you didn't include went. us, man. What's up with that? He said, I would like the Steelers in the first round to draft one of the following players, Tyler Linderbaum, Jordan Davis, Kenny Pickett, sorry, Wes, or Chris Olave. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey. We got one of them. Uh, Olave and Jordan Davis. <laughs> we got would, one of them. I would, we, we be, Olave. I would be all about Olave and Jordan Davis. Again, I really like Linderbaum. I don't know if that's 
where the Steelers need to go with what they've done in the offseason. But how do we see the interior of this offensive line looking right now? Because we say one that, of, but one what of, does it look like? One of two ways. Okay. Um, Kendrick Green at center, J- James Daniels at one guard, and Mason Cole or uh, Dotson at the other. Well, I guess maybe three ways, okay? I'm listening. I'm listening. You could have because I was not feeling Dotson. that way. You could have you could have Dotson and Daniels at guard, and you could have Mason Cole play center. Okay. I think they would they would put if it's not Green at center. I do think that they would go with Mason Cole ahead of James Daniels at center. Fair. I know they both have experience there, but Mason Cole much more experience right. at center than he does guard. But again, this all gets back to. You already have four guys for three positions there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I need to but add another But do you really feel like you have one. four guys? Because what is Kendrick Green right now? He Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am high on Kendrick Green or that I got faith he's going to have. Don't, don't give also, me this build up. What I'm, is he? What's his position right now? Center. And I and you know we've had this conversation before. I don't want to move him to guard. I don't so, agree so with that. So why is everybody feeling like, oh, we can move him to guard and he'll be I a better player? I don't. But that has been the narrative around him this offseason. Oh, all I know, and, and we've talked about this. I think that's bonkers because if you're too small to play center, you're too small to play guard. So, once again, <laughs> this is why, like, when, when I – He would like, be the second smallest yeah. guard in the league amongst the starters last I year know. other than Shaq Mason. Remember, I, I did that research so, a couple months so ago. So, when you talk about, you know, we don't need to bring a center and we got it, I'm just like, well, do we? Mason Cole <laughs> has played three and a half years at center. Okay. Do you like him as a center? Or do you like him as a guard, though? Well, I've seen a lot more. It's like the opposite of Kendrick Green. Correct. Kendrick Green came out of college and had barely played any center. Right. Mason Cole now has played predominantly center. Correct. So I trust that more. Now, I thought the last few games last year when the Vikings kicked him out to guard, mm-hmm. he looked really good. I would agree. He looked really good. Mm-hmm. So, but even that, so let's let's play that hypothetical. We want Mason Cole at guard. We want James Daniels at guard. Mm-hmm. Dotson's competition for either spot. Are you willing to, okay, we could bring in Linderbaum, and now all of a sudden we've got competition. we got two guys behind, two dogs, one bone for Because for me, when I think of Dotson right now, because when I think of Dotson right now, the expectation for him last year was what? Him coming in and being the starter. Him coming in potentially being our best offensive lineman. We heard the reports during the offseason about the team being disgruntled. We always like, oh, man, get out of here. None of that. That's impossible. Yeah. But then we saw his play, and we saw how the team reacted to him in some cases, and it did look like, man, maybe something is wrong. Maybe he was a little complacent. And not saying that he still can't be a good player, but maybe he needs competition. Maybe he needs a legitimate person to compete with to make him be his best self each and every day. And I'm just saying to myself, man, well, why not bring in a person no, that hey. can do that? Because if we put Mason Cole at center, then Dyson doesn't have competition. You think he's worried about Kendrick Green being his competition at guard? You think he's worried about John LeGlue? Like, nah. So that's why for me, I'm just like, I still could feel, you know, or understand taking a center, a true center, so that way you really have legitimate competition at one of the guard spots. Because James Daniel, based on the money he got, he's going to be starting. He's, he's a starter. He's a starter, and I think he's starting to guard. Yes, absolutely. They want him for the run game. They they want to be able to pull him. and move. I mean, he is a big guy who can move. Oh, without a doubt. I, you got to think that's why they brought him in. Yeah. It feels more like Mason Cole is the kind of the, the wild card the, the there wild in terms card, yeah. of do they see him as a center or as a guard. But I do like the flexibility that the Steelers have because of Mason Cole. Totally. Where, hey, if you don't want to go Linderbaum, if you don't want to go you know, free agency, you can put him at center and be fine. You can totally roll with agree. Dotson at left guard and be fine. It just really depends on how the team feels about Dotson. We don't know that information. And Kendra Green. Yeah. Maybe all – because you know how it works. Coaches, general managers, they're never going to crush their guys publicly. It's Can't, just not right. smart business. 
maybe they don't believe in Kendrick Green. And they're just putting on that that facade publicly. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't believe in Kevin Dotson. They're just putting on that facade publicly. But Moats, the best part about this is once we start getting into training camp and in the mm-hmm. preseason, questions will become answers. Mm-hmm. Me tweets us and says, Westman, Dr. Moats. Dr. Moats. Me. Hey, now. No, wait a second. You get your doctorate, but I don't. I mean, what's up with that? Well, it's because I'm cool. You are cool. But you went to West Virginia, though, so that's like a plus and a half. I headline WrestleMania. Absolutely. Uh, me says nothing better than drafting a wide receiver who can stretch the field in the first round. Likes the Olave selections by both of us. Three-pack from me, as always. Number one, do the Steelers actually have a true center on the roster or just guys who can slide in the role when needed? Well, we just kind of discussed that. Yeah, I think Mason Cole is probably the closest thing yes. to a true center, yes. but even him, I think he's a better guard. But it is what it is. I get it. I get it. Who wins in a fight, Godzilla or super tall Casey Hampton? Super tall Casey Hampton. I'm going with Casey Hampton. I ain't going to lie. I love him, but I got to go Zilla. Yeah. Godzilla, yeah. bad dude, man. He got He's the whole fire breath dude. and everything. It's like yeah. nu- nuclear war he breath. Don't wanna, you don't want to mess with him. Man, he don't brush his teeth either, you so you know it's a little added on that. <laughs> Last one. Is Twix the best candy? The best candy? No, but it's, you know what? I think Twix is underrated. I will say that, but it's not the best. I want to say it's underrated. I think it's still in the Hall of Fame of candy. You think it's properly, proper? Is it properly right? It off of yeah. ice? I mean, it's Twix. I thought you were going to ask, like, which one you like better, the left Twix or the right Twix? Now we got an in-depth conversation. I'm a a left Twix kind of guy. I'm definitely a right side guy. Uh, See, that's the duality of man. Absolutely. Devin tweets us and says, CC was out in Denver hating on Jokic in person. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo, MVP, you right, you right. Thrash tweets us and says, do you guys think if Jamison Williams is at 20, the risk with the ACL is worth the possible reward of his returning to form? Yes, I do. Absolutely. 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 He's a... He is a slam dunk top 10 pick in this draft if he's healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was an ACL. I know around here we, we've we really heightened the taboo around the ACL because when we're trying to justify Devin Bush and Zach Banner, I get it. But this is the problem. When you start doing that, now it makes you hesitant about regular ACL guys. Mm-hmm. James is going to be fine. He's going to be all right. I'll, I'll, I'm cool even sitting him to week six, week seven if we need to. But he's going to be fine. Yes. In fact, I think he's going to be better than fine. I think he's going to be one of these, the the next sick wide receiver out of the SEC. Trust the the new history on ACLs, okay? Trust that. Don't don't, don't go with what we do to make ourselves feel better. We do things to make ourselves feel better. We say things to make ourselves feel better when it's in-house. Don't worry about that right now with Jameson. He's going to be fine. Completely agree. Buddha tweets us and says, what are you guys most looking forward to cooking now that we are getting into outdoor cooking season? I'm not gonna lie. I was just yeah. talking about this with my pops yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the basic thing of all, but it's it's what I always come back to in the spring. I, buddy, I can't I can't wait to smoke a pork shoulder. Like I just okay. Okay. I just want to get a good Boston butt, okay. rub that thing down, leave okay. it on the smoker for 12 hours, okay. and shred it up into some pulled pork. I love doing ribs, but for whatever reason, I'm, I'm craving I'm craving a little pork shoulder. Okay, how about okay. you? Nah, man, for me, it's simple ribs, man. My son literally just asked wifey, hey, when can dad make ribs again since I haven't cooked in a minute? I've been gone, you know? Yeah, that's, you know, they love it, though, man. So for me, man, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the easy one. I also am excited to do some uh, some beer butt chicken, Mm, some beer canned chicken as well, too. Uh, Don Juan says... Veteran running backs I like, Sony Michelle, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. I would agree, except for David Johnson, as we've kind of alluded Sonny to. Sony Michelle is interesting, too, Sonny man. Sonny Michelle is interesting, I mean, too. I thought when he got traded to uh, to the Rams, he was going to be, like, their X factor. And he really Same. didn't do anything. No. Yeah, he was kind of like, 
on the roster. Maybe there's some meat on that bone still for Sony. Uh, veteran wide receivers, Jarvis Landry, Julio, Will Fuller. Yeah, I, I can mm. get down with the get down yeah. there. Will Fuller's another good one that we haven't discussed much here. Absolutely. Last one, Arthur Motes. What about, man, what about Emmanuel Sanders? Did he say Emmanuel Sanders? He did not. I'm about to say, hey, I wouldn't man. mind Manny Sanders. Bring, bring your money back, man. <sighs> Last one here, and this is a good way for us to go out. Jared tweets us, scene setter. It's a quiet office at the Pro Football Focus headquarters. Mm-hmm. And then psh, glass shatters, and Arthur <laughs> Moe stone-cold stunners everyone while he does the can you smell. Oh, my gosh. What T.J. Watt is cooking. As long as I get all the beer, too, while I'm doing it, right? Just I love the Stone Cold and the Rock hybrid. That oh, is yeah. hitting me oh, yeah. right in the childhood feels. Folks, that'll do it for us. Today, thanks to our buddy Chris Carter for joining us, as he always does on Mondays. Thanks to all of you out there um, in the Power Grid community, you megawatts. You know we appreciate the H-E double hockey sticks at Ian's. So we're going to take a little break here. We'll be back on Wednesday at high noon. And as always, it'll be a Motes host Wednesday. oh A big shout-out to my guy, Arthur Motes, the best co-host in the business. Who, me? So we'll talk to you guys Wednesday at high noon. You know where to find us as always. It's on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.